Today we pick up thoughts again from Pastor John as we prepare to receive communion. Our scripture today is 1 John 3, 4 through 10. I will read. Everyone who commits sin is guilty of lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. You know that he, Jesus, was revealed to take away sins and in him there is no sin. No one who abides in him sins. No one who sins has either seen him or know him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Everyone who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. Everyone who commits sin is a child of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The Son of God was revealed for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil. Those who have been born of God do not sin, because God's seed abides in them. They cannot sin, because they have been born of God. The children of God and the children of the devil are revealed in this way. All who do not do what is right are not from God, nor are those who do not love their brothers and sisters. The word of God. In high school, perhaps like many of you, some of my best memories are from youth group. We had a blast bowling in the middle of the night on New Year's Eve, playing hide-and-go-seek all over the church campus and going on yearly sledding trips to the snow. There was always fun games to play. Sometimes they were gross, of course, it's youth group, and so much laughter. Yet some of the most important building blocks of my soul formation came when we would sit down to talk about the important things of life. And now all these years later, I understand how diligently our youth pastor worked to make sure that we were thinking, thinking young people, thinking deeply about eternal issues. It was important to him that we not leave his care without knowing what it truly means to follow Jesus that no matter where we ended up or what choices we made or who we became, that God's truth about who we are in him would be something that we would know in our souls. One night as we sat in a circle ready for the discussion, Pastor Turner posed a question to us, something like this. Is it possible for you to not sin? We all looked at one another for a second, and then we just dove in. I mean, feathers were flying. Everybody had a thought about this. Well, of course, I'm a good person. Heck no, no way, and everything in between. Once the dust settled, we kind of agreed, maybe, that it was probably possible for us to not sin. And then he asked another question. Well, for how long? How long can you choose to not sin? After the jokes, I can go at least 10 hours when I'm asleep. And more uncomfortable silence, he started small. Could you not sin for five seconds? Oh yeah, pastor, we could do that. What about 10 seconds? Up and up he went until someone thought that it was not possible for them to not consider breaking a known law of God for that amount of time. 
Now, our youth pastor was a good Wesleyan, and the lesson he was giving, of course, was about holiness. Not a legalistic, how many minutes can you go? He was helping us think about our responsibility and the transforming work that the Holy Spirit does in our lives. Because becoming like Christ is not automatic. Ours is not a rote kind of faith, although sometimes we can get trapped in going through the motions. That leads to shallowness and discontent. We have to be engaged in the renewing of our minds and hearts and surrender to God daily if we're going to grow. We have to allow the pain that we experience to be times that we depend further in trusting God in his presence and plan and character, that we would daily give praise and honor to God in all things like we've done today, taking time to recount answers to prayer, how good God is to write them down. Because if we don't do that, then we take them for granted, and again, our soul can get bitter and discontented. In the passage that we read, John is continuing to kind of hammer us about sin. He says that sin is lawlessness. We might think that this is a place where there is no law for whole groups of people, that they do what they want with no regard for standards set. But actually, this is more about individuals being in defiance of God's law, a refusal to live in accordance with what is understood to be right or wrong from the truth revealed in Scripture. Who has been revealed, John asks? Jesus. Jesus, who takes away the sins of the world. Now, when we look at Jesus' life and we read his teaching, it's interesting that while he teaches some about sin, it is his actions that speak the loudest to us on the subject. While allowing those who come later, Paul and Peter and John himself, to speak more clearly about the matter, Jesus' words are well known to us. We can hear them in our head. Those who are without sin, he said, go ahead, pick up that stone. Your sins are forgiven, Jesus says. Go and sin no more. It's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Do not think, Jesus says, that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly, I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of the pen, will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. As John emphasizes righteousness here, he is also calling out those whose behavior is separated from their espoused belief system. We know that the counterfeit message of the day was the teaching that knowledge was everything and how one conducted oneself didn't matter. Well, John seems to be saying that it is impossible to sin and know God, we have to recognize that that goes against his earlier teaching that said that anyone who says they don't have sin is a liar. So we have to wrestle with that and think about that. But let's think about what's actually being communicated here. Any person who abides in Christ cannot continue to deliberately sin. 
That's it. Anyone who abides in Christ cannot continue to deliberately sin. Shall we keep sinning so that grace will abound all the more? No. No. It is the practice of perpetual sinning that is lawlessness in John's eyes. But then John gives us another either or proposition here. We're either abiding in Christ or we show ourselves to be a child of the devil. That's strong language. I don't even like saying it. But three times, three times John says it. So we can't ignore it. We have to sit in the tension of what it means. What does that mean? What does that look like? What does the Spirit say to you and to me about this? Just as Jesus was revealed to be the Son of God, so we too are revealed for who we are. John teaches that we are known by our actions and that those who know God do what is right and they exemplify love, love for their brothers and sisters in Christ. Those who continue to do do evil have not seen God. They don't know God. They deny that sin matters. They rationalize how hard their life has been. You just don't understand They make excuses for why they did what they did and they couldn't help it. But then there's no change. John says that is the kind of life that is lawless, apart from God's will. Now, we may not spend very much time thinking about how many minutes or hours or days we can go without sin. However, Pastor Turner and Pastor John have the same idea. Because we need to be mindful of our heart's choices. To be mindful of who we are in Christ. Those who love God, those who believe that Jesus is the Messiah who is revealed that way, live daily to be connected to him. And when we willfully let go of that connection, or don't notice that we're doing it, but it is the same result being apart from him, Then we come to the Lord in repentance. Communion is a time to remember that we are healed by the wounds of Jesus. It is on the cross where Jesus communicates the most powerful message about sin to all of us, that it doesn't just go away on its own, that it took a perfect Savior to bear our wrongs upon himself, The Lord does not despise a heart that is contrite. As we remember the cross, God remembers our sin no more. But there is something else for us to contemplate as we accept the blood and the body today. And that is how sin has been affecting us. Maybe not our own sin that many of us are in pain because of the difficult choices others have made. Some of us are suffering because the broken world has become too much and we can barely take it. Others are mourning the griefs of having to let go of someone or something that we loved or cherished dearly. We may be children of God, but the schemes of the evil one wear us out. John's church would have acutely felt this pain as well. So as we receive communion today, 
May we remember the sorrow that Jesus bore on the cross. May we ask the Lord to meet us in our sadness and to help to bear our burdens. And let us pray for those who are living lawless lives before the Lord. They are precious to God. John's teaching here reminds us of the destructive nature of sin. And so we please, please keep praying for those who are seeped in sin, understanding how serious it is and how God longs for all of us to be free. Lastly, through communion, let's remember that there's one more thing here. John is clearly saying how Jesus was revealed as the son to destroy the works of the devil. So as we mourn how sin erodes so much that we care about, may we also be strengthened in the depths of who we are, that our Savior has defeated death, that Jesus has defeated death and sin at every level. And as we partake, may we resolve to surrender and be grateful, to more fully trust the Lord and the power that he gives us to live in him. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you would like to learn more about the Free Methodist Church of Santa Barbara, you can visit us online at fmcsb.org. We pray this message has been a blessing to you.